We are on a mission to empower busy women with the tools and skills they need to grow successful, profitable and purposeful handmade creative business. A business that they are excited to jump out of bed for every single morning. A business that allows them to quit the day job and start living life how they want to live it. Welcome to the Handmade Business Podcast with your hosts Anna Maria and Lindsay Warren. Hi everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Handmade Business Podcast. Lindsay and I are mega excited because today we are joined by the lovely Steph from the Female Entrepreneur Movement on Instagram. Um, So without further ado, Steph, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you do in your business. Yeah, sure. So thank you so, so much um, for having me on today. Um, And just a brief little description about me. Um, I'm Steph. I'm the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement. Um, I'm 31 and live in the UK. Um, And my main um, like passion and my mission is to really help um, like other female business owners enjoy using and um, grow their businesses on social media. That is amazing. And we 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 actually just before we came on the call, we were saying like how I connected with you quite a while ago. I'm not even sure how it's always one of those things, you know, like when you connect with somebody ages ago, you just think, how how on earth did that even happen? But I was just so drawn into your your quotes and just your overall feel. Your Instagram page is amazing. So, yeah, everybody that doesn't already follow you needs to to go and check you out. Definitely, because there's lots of value over there. People get so much, you know, good value of information. So, Steph, I'd love you to tell us, how did you actually get into Instagram? And what's your favourite thing about Instagram? Okay, so, yeah, um, good question. So, I got into Instagram, like, a good few years back now. um, And it was actually all based on when I started, like, my very first business on Instagram. Um, And it was a few years back when I had just had my daughter, Layla, And, you know, I launched this first business and it was like a baby um, clothing boutique for little girls. And I kind of, you know, launched and was really excited. And, you know, you're on social media and I kind of had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was clueless when it came to, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all things social media. And so, you know, I really wanted to grow this brand. And so I, you know, started learning, um, watching webinars, um, live trainings, courses, all things like that, that would kind of really help me to build my brand. Um, And sort of as I started going, you know, making more connections and things like that, I started um, having a lot more people reach out to me um, and other small business owners because people kind of having that stuck feeling as well. And people just kind of wanted to know how to build their business. And so I was giving people some value um, and some tips and kind of really helping them. And I just kind of found over time that my sort of my passions were really kind of helping other people. And I just loved to see, you know, other people grow. I loved to hear about what people were doing in their businesses. And so that's how I came on to do this, because I just really wanted to sort of help others, you know, in their businesses and, you know, go from that unstuck feeling to actually having, you know, showing up successfully, like on social media. So many of us that have those stuck points. <laughs> Exactly. And, and and the fact that you actually started out as a small business owner yourself. So because my next question was going to be, how important do you think social media is to a small business owner? And you'll know, like firsthand, having done that first. 
Yeah, definitely. So I think it's really, really important for small business owners because it's, you know, Instagram is just a place that we can just reach so many people. Um, and whether we're connecting with people who are going on a similar journey to us or, you know, we're really getting in front of those people who are like our ideal audience, you know, our ideal customers, ideal clients. It's just such an important place because people, you know, things you don't always see elsewhere on social media and especially Instagram, people can just really get that behind the scenes, um, you know, sighting and, you know, of what it is that you do, you know, and also, you know, the reasons why you started your business. Um, and it just really helps your audience connect to you and, you know, feel, you know, feel that warmth to you and actually want to purchase from you as well. Yeah, brilliant advice, Seth. So, um, little bit of a net more of a negative question now in some ways but what you know knowing where people go wrong can be really helpful so what is one common mistake that you see sort of small business owners making on social media um I think the most common mistakes as well and this is going back to when you know I previously had my first business and all the learnings that I've done as well I think the most common mistakes are people kind of not staying you know consistent and this you know and it doesn't mean when we kind of say about consistency on social media it doesn't mean that you have to be showing up you know all day every day because you know we have products to make we have clients to serve and things like that it just means showing up consistently in what you do so you know even if you show up a few times a week on social media and a little bit on your stories it's just about being consistent with it so the most common mistakes I see are people feeling a bit stuck and then they just kind of stop you know and they they just don't carry on and also I think hiding themselves as well those are probably the most common mistakes you know people are a bit afraid of what people might think of their small business or you know afraid to kind of put themselves out there um so that's the kind of things I say to focus on more as well yeah well I've been been there with both of those things (laughs) I felt afraid (laughs) and I've stopped so I've definitely done me too (laughs) I think we all have really yeah yeah I mean I, I guess this isn't really forming my question but it's just like a statement you know social media is relatively new you know it's not it's not been around forever and it's it is really I completely agree it's really important as a small business owner to kind of build that um no like trust and social media is the perfect way to do that but if you are I'm I'm quite an extrovert person but I actually class myself as an extroverted introvert because even though I'm you know I'm quite flamboyant and I'm loud and if you talk to me you know I've always got something to say but actually I'm quite a shy person and and Lindsay will adhere to that you know it's taken me a long time to get my face out on social media with a voice so it is you know it's 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 really hard and the staying consistent especially when we've all got lives you know we are running a business but we you know we might have children we've got partners we want to go out and do things you know being consistent absolutely so I completely agree with everything you just said so but you are a social media coach you do have coaches you you know you do coach uh, one-to-one with students so when you are coaching your students what would be the top three things that you would usually recommend that they focus on Oh, that's a good question. So that links a little bit to what we just said about as well, about like the common mistakes. So um, I think the, the top three would be to stay that consistent. And again, it means how that is for you. So, you know, if you are with your children or you're um, packing things for customers or with clients, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be 
on here every second of the day, but just staying consistent so that you do see, you know, the connections and the growth. Um, also as well, the most important thing I think is just engaging um, with those people that are your ideal audience or customers or clients. Because, you know, a lot of the times now on social media, people are on there to buy products, people are on there to learn from other people. So there are people out there that, um, you know, want to buy from you. There are people that want to learn from you. And it's just putting yourselves in front of them. And it doesn't kind of mean, you know, um, engaging with them and then suddenly, you know, spamming them with your products and like making them buy from you. It's just building that connection first. So I think engaging um, with those people is just really important as well. And then the third one, which just linked back to that one as well, is just the showing up a bit more. So, you know, whether it's you start and you're just showing photographs of yourself and you're explaining your story, um, and then you tend to do more videos of your behind the scenes. I just think showing up is just a really important one as well. And when you've kind of got those three together, that kind of like really helps massively in your growth. Oh, thanks so much for sharing those tips. I'm sure our listeners are absolutely going to love those, Steph, and really take those on board. Um, you know, I think that's just such good advice. So how um, important do you feel like stories is amongst, you know, social media? Because there's so many different things to do, reels, Instagram, TV and general posts. So how important do you think stories are at the moment? Yeah, there's like a lot of different features to use on it. Obviously, Instagram are always bringing out new things. Um, but Instagram stories, I absolutely love as well. Um, and as well, I say this to my clients as well. Um, think about the people that you tend to watch on Instagram and their stories and kind of think of those people, you know, what it is that you like about them and, you know, what it, what, is, what is it that helps you feel like connected them in a way? Because then that helps you think, oh, you know, actually that helped me tend to build the no like and trust factor up with them. And you can tend to do that in your own biz in your own business then. So I think stories are just so important because especially if you've got like a product based business, you can really take your audience, your ideal customers behind the scenes of you kind of packaging up items, you know, shipping them and then seeing what goes into your products. Um, and it's the same for services and things like that as well. And it just, you know, sometimes if you say that, you know, like you're with children or, you know, you're still in your job or you're kind of trying to balance everything, your audience just loves to see who it is that they're maybe going to purchase from. And that no like trust factor that you can um, get out there on stories just really helps people to buy because, you know, we all know that people buy from people. Um, and Instagram stores is just where you can just really build that connection, you know, whether you're sharing um, your products going out to people in the post or you're sharing them being made or you're sharing a bit of a snippet behind the scenes of you like with your children all of it together just all creates that strategy of building that no like trust factor when they're viewing you know you on stories yeah absolutely yeah I think we both completely agree with everything you've just said there and, and it links quite well actually to the next thing I was going to ask you which was what sort of content do you think a handmade business owner you know should be sharing and you mentioned things there you know like going behind the scenes and um, packing up orders and sending off orders is there anything else that you could add to that? Um, yeah, so I think it's really similar, when, especially when I help my clients with things as well, having that content strategy in place for your, you know, your Instagram grid and your Instagram stories. I think they both are very similar in a way. It's just you can obviously share more throughout your day on stories. But in terms of your sort of feed, your Instagram feed content as well, I think, yeah, the behind the scenes, um, you know, is really important, um, you know, and also as well, if you have things that are like, popular you know you've got your best sellers you've got items that people love purchasing from you and your feedback you kind of really want to 
emphasize that when you have like a handmade a product-based business because people just love to see you know we love to purchase products all the time and people just love to see you know how it's being made and you know the process behind it just really adds to that value as well and I would also just say you know even though it is like a handmade business and it's a product-based business you can still share you know that really good um, relatable content shareable content you know if your audience you have mums purchased from you um, and your audience is mums you can obviously have that content out there that really just relates to mums if you've got a funny um like instagram reels you've done or um like that humor content and it's a quote or it's like um, memes things like that if it relates to mums and you know that your audience is going to love it and they're going to be sharing it to their stories and tagging their friends in it when they come onto your page they're still going to be able to see you know your products and you know what you sell but i think that shareable content just helps really build the growth side as well Oh, that's great advice. So yeah, something definitely to take on board for our listeners is, you know, think about, you know, what what's going to be shareable content. I think I love that. Um, so I've touched on stories already, um, Steph. So I'm, I'm going to ask you about reels now. So, you know, there's all the hype about reels being, the, you know, the best thing at the moment. So, you know, are they really as important as we absolutely think they are? <laughs> so yeah, reels are kind of, you know, whenever we open up our Instagram in the minute, we're seeing reels everywhere. Um, and the reason they're kind of doing quite well is because it's kind of like fairly new still. When people are using Instagram reels, Instagram is like pushing out that content because it's like a new feature. Um, it's popular. And obviously they want more people using it as well. So when you're using it, Instagram does push out your content more. But the thing, um, you know, what makes it really amazing at the moment with reels is that as a small um, business um, page you know account it's not always been that easy for us um to feature on like the explore page you know to get in front of even more of our ideal customers but with um there's this kind of reels content you literally can be on that explore page in like within minutes um when you're using reels and the best way to make sure that you get in front of the right people when you're hitting that explore page is just to make sure that you're still using hashtags in your reels content as well so if you use hashtags that relate to your customers and relate to what you do as a handmade business you're still going to get the right eyes on your reels because you you know you've got the content there um you've got the hashtags there and then it'll just get put into in front of more people as well oh brilliant thank you for sharing that yeah definitely and and I've actually got I've got two questions sorry I'm slipping into I'm getting greedy <laughs> with regards to hashtags because I know personally myself hashtags is probably the most difficult thing that I have found with social media with with Instagram well not say social media was specific to Instagram what how would you say what would you say is the best way to find the most appropriate and best hashtags for you as an account oh I love that question so this is as well this is uh, you know a lot of people have this problem a lot of people struggle with hashtags um and no matter what you kind of do in your business um you'll be able to find people who were fo are following hashtags so these are some of my best tips as well that I tell my clients about but when you go onto Instagram you can see who people are following you know you go onto their following list and you can see who they're following but you can also see which hashtags they're following so we can actually follow hashtags now you know this has been around for a little while so if people are following you know if people love other um handmade pages um businesses things like that on facebook on instagram um but with instagram especially if you're using hashtags that you know your ideal customers would be following that's a really good place to start and also 
um, you know, what they might be using themselves. Um, and then also what relates to you. So it's kind of the three different, um, you know, categories you've got there. You've got things that relate to you of what you do. So specific, maybe handmade gifting or, you know, specifically what it is that you do. Um, hashtags that you think that your ideal audience will be following and also hashtags you think they'll be using themselves. So if you kind of are a handmade business and you make things and you've got kind of like um, accessories for kind of mums, and little girls you know maybe it's matching something like that you know that you're going to really be targeting those people so you think you know what hashtags would they kind of be using themselves but also um the thing that I kind of talk about the most because it does get confusing with hashtags is just the smaller is actually the better because when we use these massive hashtags that have been used like millions of times or hundreds of thousands of times and our pages are still quite small um but you know before we have the you know the growth carrying on um, it's better to use the smaller hashtags because when we use the huge ones, they're probably used sec uh, you know, every second of the day. So people are continuously uploading pictures with those hashtags. And then what happens is, is your content sort of gets pushed out. So when you're using smaller hashtags that are not extremely popular, that's how your content can stay up there on um, you know, the Instagram hashtag page. So where you look at the top nine of a certain hashtag, you know, might be handmade gifting, handmade gifts, you kind of want yours up there. So it's like seen. So when you can find hashtags that relate to all these different things, but they're smaller, that's where you kind of hit the jackpot and your hashtags are like being seen a lot more and your content's then reaching more people as well. Really wonderful advice. And I think we can all take something from that, definitely. Um, and obviously, you know, we've, we've Lizzie's asked you about stories and reels and then obviously there's the post and then there's also IGTV. So as a, as a busy business, you know, handmade business owner, how regularly do you think we should be posting yeah that's a good question as well because this can stress a lot of people out and make people feel overwhelmed because we hear these different things about showing up and being consistent and we kind of panic a little bit and think you know I haven't got time to do this or I haven't done this so what I tend to say is um try and plan out a little bit um, just so you know you're not panicking in the spur of the moment but also my main thing of what I say to people is it's just what you know whatever works for you because I know people that post you know every single day um, or twice a day which I think you know is a big extreme we don't quite need to be doing that but I also know that there's people that post three to four times a week and have really amazing successful businesses so it's kind of whatever works for you if you plan your content out and you've got four posts for the week and you know you're posting you know kind of every other day and that works for you stay consistent at doing that every week so if you know that works for you really well you you know what you're posting and you know it's in your time schedule that's amazing just carry on consistently doing that if you find that you post once a day you know sometimes in the morning you know maybe before like the school drop off maybe once in the evening and you post maybe five six seven times a week but you're happy with that then carry on doing that it's kind of whatever fits in with you and you know your lifestyle your business all that kind of thing <laughs> oh I love that response because you know sometimes it with the, all the things we need to do to run a handmade business it can feel so overwhelming but you know the way that you've kind of said you know described a way to manage that stuff I think is so so helpful Oh, I'm glad. Um, so um, I'd like to ask you, um, you know, because we once we get down the road of doing something a little while, you know, we always get to this place where, God, I wish I'd have known that when I first started. So what is one thing that you wish you knew when you sort of first started out on Instagram? Oh, I think um, one thing I wish I knew when I was starting out, I think, is definitely the power of 
you know, just building those relationships and kind of networking as well with other people who are on a similar journey to you. Because I think it's so, you know, we're always so busy and sometimes entrepreneurship can be a bit lonely. You know, if we don't necessarily have close friends and family who are business owners, it can just make you feel a bit stuck. But when we surround ourselves with people who are doing something similar to us, you know, no matter what it is in the business, it just helps you actually get to the next stage quicker because you have, you know, you have good support, you have people around you that are on a similar journey to you. So you know, you can kind of, you know, you can share the ups and downs of the journey, but also it just helps you. Um, it helps you with the growth and it just helps you quicker than if you were kind of going at it all alone kind of thing. Yeah, I think Lindsay and I would both agree that especially, you know, with with small business owners, we both have handmade businesses. We both have, you know, coaching sides as well at the other side of of, of our kind of life. We're, we're very busy people, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's so important because... I don't think, well, I personally, and I'm pretty sure with you, Lindsay, we don't have any immediate family who have yeah. a clue what we're talking about. No. <laughs> I mean, I know I've got friends who are like, reels? What's a reel? Like, oh, yeah, I know TikTok, but what's a reel? Like, you know, so all those kinds of things, it's really nice and important, like you say, to have those networking it is it's networking and it does help with growth because you can all you know share each other's content and you can be supportive of one another so yeah absolutely I agree with that so Steph if you could just tell us a little bit about the the services that you offer and and how people can can come and work with you Oh, amazing. Okay. So at the moment, I've been focusing a lot more on like my one to one coaching to kind of really help, you know, female business owners really have that growth and, you know, the confidence and and everything like that to kind of stand out online, show up and grow their businesses as well. So at the moment, I've really been focusing on my one to one coaching program that I have um, still currently at the moment. Um, And then I know later this year that I'm also wanting to put something together where I can help, you know, many female business owners at one time rather than, you know, kind of like the what I love doing the one to one, but it's just about trying to help more women, you know, as we go along in that, you know, in that space of time that we're not quite able to do when we're doing like the one to one. So I will have something coming later in the year as well where I'll be doing that, which I'm excited about too. Perfect. And do you have more handles other than your handle on Instagram that we can come and follow along with you? Um, I have my personal um, account on Instagram, which I'm going to start building back up. Um, so I'm excited to get that going. But I've mainly just been pushing you know, this page. So for yeah, since the September in the previous year, this is the page I've been like growing and building. So everything is kind of mainly from that page. Um, I also have our Facebook page, um, which is the Female Entrepreneur Movement. And oh, we also have our free Facebook group, which is lovely as well, full of different female business owners where you can connect with other um, you know, women in business and ask questions. And that's the Female Entrepreneur Inner Movement. And that's on Facebook. Thank you so much, Steph, for joining us today. You have provided us with so much value. In, in, in 30 minutes, the amount of value there was just amazing. So thank you so much. Wouldn't you agree, Lindsay? Oh, definitely. Our listeners, I think, are absolutely going to love this episode. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on as well. It's been amazing. And yeah, I hope your audience do get a lot of value from it. Definitely. And I will link to everything that you've spoken about. All your handles will be in the show notes and also on our Instagram pages as well when when the episode goes live. So thank you everybody for listening and we will see you all again soon. Bye.